Welcome back, guys. This is Danielle Goss, the Lactinator. I'm doing a solo uh, episode today about something that a lot of people have asked me about. I'm so glad you guys are back. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about Deemer, um, dysphoric milk ejection reflex. And this is a rare disorder that does not affect very many women. I, of course, went through it. Shocking, I know. Uh, but it's not anything that's really brought to light very often. And a lot of women are just ashamed of it and they don't know what it is. So basically to kind of explain what Deemer means, uh, basically it, the D is for dysphoria, meaning a state of dissatisfaction, anxiety, restlessness, fidgeting. So basically when your milk ejection reflex happens, so you have that surge of oxygen, oxygen. <laughs> Hello. You have that surge of oxytocin. Thank you. Oxygen is important, but the surge of oxytocin, it causes your dopamine to tank. And so it's way different than prenatal, uh, postpartum depression, different than an anxiety disorder. It's only associated with negative emotions when you have your milk ejection reflex. For some women, it can just feel like this overwhelming sense of sadness or you feel melancholy, or for some women, it can be severe to having even like 30 seconds of self-harm or uh, suicidal thoughts. It can be as simple as just like ugh, to a, oh my gosh, I can't be near the baby. And it has nothing to do with anything except your hormones. So what ends up happening is that your body starts to get I, I don't want, not used to it, obviously, but with each feed, you're aware that it's coming and it's not anything you can control. So you develop anxiety about feeding your baby because you're scared about that 30 seconds of melancholy that's about to hit you. It can also happen when you have an orgasm because again, that huge surge of oxytocin is going to cause the dopamine to tank. Now, there are definitely things you can do for it. Uh, there is some medical ways to treat it, non-medical ways, et cetera. You can, uh, there's vitamins you can take, but I really don't feel like it's given much attention and it should be because it sucks literally and phys figuratively. I had no idea why I felt the way I felt when I did. So it typically lasts only the first three months, but for most moms, like I almost wonder if it's happening more often than we think, because if you look at the breastfeeding rates by three months, a lot of women have stopped and that could just be because of the three month dump that happens. You know, your milk supply tanks when your hormones shift and when your hormones shift, the dopamine and oxytocin cortisol ratio gets better. So that could be also you're not feeding as frequently as you are after three months, right? So a lot can change. However, those first three months can be brutal and it can be with your pump. It can be with your baby. Sometimes your milk just lets down for no apparent reason and that can be very, very disheartening. Some of what you'll feel, it, the way I can describe it, it's Definite like sadness and dread, um, sometimes like like that pit in the stomach type of feeling, a little anxiety, angst, you can feel hopeless, um, nervous, introspectiveness, you know, it's just this, it, it feels almost like someone took 
a curtain and just shoved it over you. And you, or like you get that shiver down your spine, you know, like it's that uncomfortable type of feeling that you get. And it causes and builds that wall, right? Between you and your baby, which nobody wants. When I went through it, I actually noticed it first um, when I had just become sexually active, right? So I thought there was something really jacked up about me because I would be like all in it. And then all of a sudden, you know, my hormones would shift and I would just be in the mix of sex and and would dread it. And, you know, my poor husband's like, uh, is it me? And it's not, it has nothing to do with anyone, you know, really, it's just the way that my hormones, it is genetic, you know, it's, but it's not common. Um, but it, it was this huge burden that I carried, which was unnecessary because once I understood what was happening, it made sense and I was able to correct it. So you can correct it by medications. You can correct it with vitamins. Sometimes just even lifestyle stuff can make a big difference. But um, the current theory is that it's an inappropriate activity of a hormone, right? Dopamine. So there's a lot of research being happening to determine the specific mechanisms involving DEMER, but nothing has like been so generalized of like, yes, this is what it is. Um, you know, regardless of how long it lasts, though, mothers that that do experience steamer do find that it gets easier to manage as their baby gets older. So I when I went through it, I kind of had a heads up. You know, I have autoimmune stuff. So that when, I've always said that breastfeeding often brings to light things that you didn't even know you had, right? So when I'm with a new family and I'm kind of looking outside the box, I'm looking at, um, I'm looking for different signs because I feel like body language can tell a lot, right? Um, and if there's a vasospasm of the nipple where it turns white, then purple, then pink, and you get shooting pains in your breast or your hands and feet are cold or you keep having headaches, that's an indication of Raynaud's, which is a circulatory autoimmune problem with your extremities. And has to do with a lack of magnesium within your body. So after you have a baby, you tend to be lacking in that. You know, that's why we have baby blues. You know, some women develop postpartum depression. In rare cases, it can turn into postpartum psychosis, which absolutely needs help and evaluation. All of it does. But most of these are hormonal triggers and by talking with your doctor, they're able to give you the hormone back or therefore give you a dopamine enhancer to balance it out. So it's a definite chemical change that happens within your body. And it's something that will keep happening until either your hormone levels adjust or level out, or you find a way to decrease that huge surge of the cortisone. Um, cortisone. Hello. Oxy that was cortisol and oxytocin mixed together. Um, the huge surge of oxytocin. So some ways that you can treat it naturally. First, I would talk to your doctor about it. Um, definitely want to disclose that because you want to make sure that your thyroid isn't out of whack. That can happen a lot after pregnancy. You And that can absolutely affect your endocrine system, can affect your hormones drastically and your mood drastically. If you are producing too much cortisol, that's your stress hormone that can absolutely be 
make you feel anxious that can be poured into your milk, you know, and the baby might have a little bit of jitteriness from that. You know, babies sense everything from us. They sense our, uh, you know, if we're nervous, they're nervous. If we're calm, they're calm. You know, when we release melatonin in the evening or tryptophan, it makes them a little bit more sleepy. If we have too much uh, cortisol or caffeine, it's going to make them a little bit more amped up, right? So our hormones do pass into our breast milk and then it goes to the baby. So with Deemer though, it kind of robs you of that experience. I, I asked a mom, uh, I found this on the Australian breastfeeding website and one mother's experience of Deemer, you, all my Harry Potter fans, you'll appreciate this. She said, if you have read Harry Potter, they talk about the creatures that suck the soul out of you. And when they are around it, it makes you cold and you start to focus on negative things and fall into the abyss of negative thoughts. That is how Deemer was for me at times. Girl, that hit me like a ton of bricks. I actually just recently watched Harry Potter. Don't judge me. Um, partly because my dad was always like, those things are evil. And so that was in my head and any hoodle. I think they're great. I love it to pieces now. Um, so I, I saw that. And I was like, yes, yes, that explains so much of it. There is a website called d-mer.org. If you feel like any of this could be kind of hitting home, I would absolutely go check that website out. So when I see it, I have a three-step plan that I give these moms. Number one, I want them to come up with a plan of distraction. Sometimes just slow breathing, eating, drinking water, distracting yourself, playing music, rubbing your baby's head. The distraction cushions the blow a little bit of that hormone release. The other thing, um, you know, there's some like eating with wild breastfeeding can oftentimes trigger it to be less intense because trigger is the wrong word, but it makes it less intense because you're also releasing different types of hormones with, with eating, right? So it, your body's focusing on other things. It's focusing on digestion. It's focusing on having to work with itself differently than it would if it was just solely focusing on reject, you know, your milk ejection reflex. So um, there are definitely for severe Deemer, there's the use of specific herbal supplements like B vitamin complex. I have uh, there sprouts if that's around you, but the company Soul Ray, it's like the white bottle with the rainbow on it. They create a supplement called Mega B Stress and you, it helped me tremendously. It basically looks like, I mean, you're going to pee neon yellow and your milk will be a little bit yellow, but the B vitamins cushion the blow of the cortisol. So it, it's a huge help. And with women who are experiencing this type of a reaction, the B vitamin complex will actually relax them versus making it more uh, amped up. So people who their hormones are functioning correctly, they will feel more um, relaxed by the B vitamins versus the opposite effect, right? There are also things that can absolutely make it worse, like lack of sleep. Um, hi. What new mom does not have 
a lack of sleep. You guys are exhausted. Like, how can you not? There's a reason why sleep deprivation was like a torture treatment. So if you're not getting enough sleep, your hormones are not going to work correctly and it's going to make everything worse. But other things besides sleep deprivation, um, caffeine can make it worse. Blood sugar issues can make it worse. That's one big reason why I'm very anti-fenugreek because fenugreek lowers your insulin levels and your blood sugar levels and it just makes you feel crappy. Um, so that is definitely something. Stress is always a big killer of all sorts of things. And then, of course, dehydration. So that that's kind of a no-brainer. If you're not hydrating, you're not going to make milk and you're certainly not going to be able to kind of dilute some of those hormones that you're having. It's also important to know that the DEMER experience has variables to it. You'll often hear it described when it first initiates as this hollow feeling, like that pit of the stomach feeling, like when you're on a roller coaster and you go upside down and, you know, or you're in an elevator and it just like that feeling, that pang, if you will, or that wave of nausea that happens. That's usually the first indication, but there's different variables to it. And it often falls within three levels, despondency, anxiety, and agitation. Super exciting stuff, right? Like none of those at all sound good. But a key piece of Deemer is that the mother feels absolutely fine, except for just before her, when her milk starts to flow. So a lot of moms have come to me, they're like, well, how do I know the difference between postpartum depression or baby blues or that. The big difference is that you have these negative, it's literally a surge of negative emotions that lasts about 30 to 90 seconds right before your milk lets down. And by the time the milk actually releases and the baby starts gulping, the feelings have pretty much dissipated until you have another milk ejection reflex let down. So it can be this vicious cycle that happens. But the common thread between these three different experiences is, is the wave of negative, negative emotions, that dysphoria, you know, before letdown. The, the hard part is understanding how to get rid of it, right? Because no one, no one loves it. Another key component that will set you guys apart of knowing and really diagnosing this is is the you'll have similar verbiage with with each one of these. It's not something that happens to very many women and it is associated with a shorter dis, you know with quitting breastfeeding and you'll often hear moms be like, "Oh my god, I just hate it. I hate breastfeeding." And there's so much more weight behind that statement. And that's why breastfeeding is not for everyone. And I'm a massive advocate for that. We don't know your story. We don't know the whole story. You have no idea if this mom feels gut-wrenching awful for 30 to 90 seconds every time her milk lets down. Think about that for a minute. You're maybe having one to two letdowns during a feeding session. The first three months of that baby's life, you are feeding eight or more times a day, not to mention the fact of when you're pumping. So let's say 12 times a day, really 24 times if you think about the multiple letdowns, you're feeling this pit of anxiety that quickly dissipates, but it happens all day, every day. And women are embarrassed about it. The 
one thing I do want to stress, like I do feel you guys have heard me talk about this before. There's, there's a problem, um, that I feel a lot of, a lot of people and healthcare providers included push so much about everyone, you know, that stigma of you must breastfeed. Why aren't you? Or those moms that are formula feeding get shamed for it, which is, you don't, again, you don't know the story. One thing I want to be very careful and clear about is that with Deemer, it doesn't necessarily indicate the fact that you have had some sexual abuse or a trauma in your past. Um, yes, can those things manifest in a way that would trigger this because of the nipple stimulation and the amount of nerves that are in your nipples? It can, which is why sometimes using a nipple shield helps because it is not as strong of a hormone release. But just because you're experiencing this you know, pit in your stomach for 30 seconds doesn't mean that it's because of some hidden trauma that you weren't aware of it. All that to be said, yes, it will get better. Yes, it does go away eventually. But when you're in it, it's incredibly hard. So question is, what do you do about it, right? Number one, you seek help. The other thing too is that because not every breastfeeding mother with a negative feeling while breastfeeding has demer, weaning is not usually necessary. But if it's intense enough to where it's putting a distance between you and your baby, then it's okay to, right? There is no predisposition for this. There's really no underlying cause that we know of. It can just happen to anyone. And the majority of the time, it's a vitamin deficiency, which is why, you know, breastfeeding aside, the moments of dysphoria that this mother has when she begins to open up about the negative feeling she's having at the time of your milk release, that is a huge moment for you all because it allows you to connect with this is a physiological thing that's happening. It's not because I don't love my baby. It's not because my body is broken. And hear that again, your body is not broken. You are not not being a good mother. Oftentimes you have an overactive letdown, which can trigger that as well. Um, Unrelated to like the lactation, some following experiences that may, may you may experience would be like restless leg syndrome. Um, If you have like a premenstrual dysphoric type of, Reaction, meaning like you have anytime your hormone surge, we've talked about orgasms, we've talked about, you know, getting right before you, when you ovulate, you'll have this feeling, um, or you just feel jittery in general. Those can be signs that you will be someone who has demer down the road, but nothing is really connected in the sense of it being predisposed of, I'm going to be that person that has it. Dopamine is prolactin's gatekeeper, if you will. So we all know what prolactin is. Prolactin is the hormone that's responsible uh, for releasing milk, right? You have to have prolactin levels that's made in your pituitary gland. And so dopamine is kind of like the, the gatekeeper. That's a great way of saying it. So if you're having a tank in that and your prolactin levels are going to tank, the surge in hormone feeling that you're going to have is going to be sometimes overbearing. But one thing I do want to explain is to make sure you know what Deemer is not. So 
This is just a quick list so that you can kind of help decipher. There are wonderful support groups out there, books, etc. Really the biggest advocate for you guys is to find a lactation consultant who knows about it as well as is familiar with the herbal remedies that you can do, which is some of the things I talked about, um, and really visiting the d-mer.org website. But to explain, DEMER is not a psychological response to breastfeeding. It is a physiological response to your milk releasing. DEMER is not nausea with letdown or any other isolated physical symptom or manifestation. DEMER has a negative emotional component above all else. DEMER is not postpartum depression, nor is it classified as a postpartum mood disorder. Hear me on that. It is not a postpartum mood disorder, and it is not postpartum depression. Those are completely different categories. It is not a general dislike of breastfeeding or having impatience with the baby at the breast, irritability from nipple pain, sadness during pumping because of the separation from the baby. These things are not DEMER. It is not the breastfeeding aversion that can happen to some mothers when nursing while pregnant or when nursing older toddlers. It has nothing to do with nipple contact or with irritation, with the sensation of nipple tugging. The mother does not even have to be thinking about breastfeeding um, when you're having a spontaneous letdown, for example, for the dysphoria to happen when a milk release is triggered. You also may find that you may or may not have dysphoria with letdowns when pumping and before spontaneous letdowns, but it is a dependent of the intensity of your DEMER that happens within the variations of nipple stimulation. So knowing the the characteristics of what it is and what it isn't is incredibly important. Often by the end of the first letdown, you're going to feel okay. It can happen again, like I mentioned earlier, but the intensity will start to get better and better. There's a lot that we don't know about this, but knowing that there is something is the first step. So that being said, if you are experienced, if you're like hearing this and you're like, oh my stars, I totally get that, that understanding what's happening is a huge relief in itself. So I have always found like putting a name on something that you don't feel like you're the only one out there is beyond huge. I can't tell you how alone I felt when I was going through this because I felt like a total weirdo. You know, why am I having this weird like wave of nausea happening when I can't control it? The things for me that helped tremendously was, of course, implementing the B vitamins, um, magnesium and calcium. Those are best friends, so they got to be taken together. Some zinc, vitamin C, definitely vitamin D. Uh, vitamin D deficiency can, can wreak havoc on a lot of things. Um, but definitely um, lowering my caffeine intake, because I'm a bit of a Starbucks nut, uh, that definitely <laughs> made a huge difference. And sleep, which is easier said than done. But again, there are medications that you can take to help balance out the dopamine. But if that is not a route you are comfortable taking, there are many different natural methods that you can use. So to summarize, my friends, if you feel this, anything that I've described, I encourage you to reach out to an IBCLC that is trained in this. 
uh, to visit the support systems. There's a wonderful book out there that explains it that is available on the Deemer site, as well as support groups on Facebook. Uh, there's TikTok groups, Instagram groups, all of those that can really lend an ear um, and knowing that you're not alone in this and it's not a forever thing. So understanding that this is so physiologic and so chemical is incredibly important. So hopefully that has given you a little bit of an aha moment that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that you're not alone and that you have kind of a name to what's been going on and what you've been feeling. All right, guys. So you're about to hear my dogs barking. This has been it for my second episode. I hope that you are able to take some time for yourself, that you're able to do some self-care, um, take some time to sleep and have, you know, you can even have a glass of wine. All right, guys. Until next time. I love you, and I'll see you next time.